This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Come on, let's all go to the lobby. Because people are staring at us listening to these shows while we're in the theater. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The 2016 Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Each week, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse brings you classic plays adapted and performed by some of the very best modern audio theatre production companies. I'm your presenter for this season, David Alt. Tonight, tonight we open this year's festivities on our Sonic Summerstock stage with an adaptation from the Narada players of the classic series... Quiet, please. So now, with your approval, we present the Narada players with their own introduction to tonight's show. Welcome to the Narada Radio Company's second annual offering for the Sonic Society's Summerstock Playhouse. Tonight we're very pleased to present an installment from that classic radio program, Quiet Please. Episode number 70, Good Ghost, originally aired on October 24th, 1948, on the American Broadcasting Company. Created by veteran radio writer Willis Cooper, Quiet Please starred Ernest Chappell and was an offshoot of another Cooper creation, Lights Out. Cooper was a writer for Orson Welles' Campbell Playhouse, which had originally been called the Mercury Theatre on the Air, incidentally one of the favorite shows of our creator, Pete Lutz. And when Cooper left that show to write Quiet Please, he took Chapel, the show's announcer, with him to be the weekly star. Mr. Lutz tells me that he chose a Quiet Please episode because he recently learned that Willis Cooper and he grew up in the same city in Illinois and graduated from the same high school only 65 years apart. And now, presented in its entirety, listen now to Good Ghost. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. American Broadcasting Company presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for today is called Good Ghost. I never did anything wrong in my life. 
And that's why I was so upset when Schuster murdered me. I'm just standing there minding my own business and Schuster pulls out this cannon and goes boom and I say ouch and I'm lying there and he walks away down Lake Street towards Michigan Avenue. Yeah, right there on the corner of Lake and Wabash at a quarter after one in the morning. Ouch, I said, and I just laid there. After a while I got up and walked away. I was all mixed up. I guess I didn't realize I was dead because I walked over to Randolph Street and started up the elevated steps, but something stopped me like a rope or something across the bottom of the stair steps, and I couldn't get up. So I looked around to see what it was, and it was nothing. There was a voice speaking kind of in my ear. You can't go up there, Gus. That's what the voice said, and there wasn't anybody there. I looked. So I said, well, all right, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I walked over to State Street and down the subway stairs. You know what? I couldn't go down there either. There was this same voice whispering in my ear. You can't go down there, Gus. Well, I said, where am I going to go? I didn't hear any answer to that. So I put one foot in front of the other, and you know what I did? I walked, and for the first time in my life, <laughs> for the first time in my life, my feet didn't hurt. So I said, there's one consolation for being a ghost. Your feet don't hurt. Well, I was bewildered, see? I walk, and I walk, and I walk, and pretty soon, it's about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm out in Logan Square. And I said to myself, why, Schuster lives around here someplace, don't he? And... I am in Schuster's house. See, I was a pretty new and inexperienced ghost then. Shoot, if I'd have known I wouldn't have had to walk all the way out to Logan Square, I could have flew or whatever it is I do. But I've learned now. I'll tell you about it. Well, like I said, there I am in Schuster's house. Well, you didn't know Schuster, did you? He was laying there on the bed. Pretty good-looking fella in kind of a fat way. He was laying there snoring, his hand hanging over the bed, and I never thought. I just went over and took hold of his hand. And I said, Schuster. Hey, Schuster. Hey, Schuster, wake up. Who's that? Wake up, Schuster, it's me. What? Who's there? Well, gee whiz, Schuster, it's bad enough to murder a guy. You gotta scare the life out of him. Somebody had a hold of my hand. It was me. Cold hand. It was me, I told you. Who's that? Me, Schuster. But the hand. It's Gus. Gus? 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 You awake now? You get away from me. You're dead. Yeah, I know it. I didn't mean to wake you up so violently. I'm asleep. I'm dreaming. No, honest, Schuster. I'm sorry. I'm hearing things. Oh, why did I knock him off? Hey. Huh? Why did you knock me off? Is that really you, Gus? Sure. Did you come to haunt me? No, not especially. I was just wondering, why did you shoot me? I'm going to turn on the lights. There ain't nobody here. I had a nightmare. There, see? You chump. There ain't nobody here. I'm here. It was a nightmare. Uh-uh. Gus, uh, I hear you. Sure. What do you want? I told you. Why did you kill me? Will you go away if I tell you? Well... It was on account of Ada. Ada? Yeah, Ada. Will you go away now and leave me? Schuster, is your intentions towards Ada honorable? Why... Why, sure. Sure, Gus. Hmm. Where are you going now? 
Move over, Schuster. I want to do a little thinking. Schuster, he put his head underneath the covers and shriveled all up into a knot, and I thought and thought. He kept shivering and shaking the bed, and pretty soon I went to sleep. And when I awoke, Schuster was gone. So I got to thinking about Ada. Gee whiz, Ada was cute. I sure did like Ada. Ada always wore her hair in a pompadour, and her hair was so black, and her eyebrows were so cute, and she always smelled so nice. Gee, Ada. <laughs> I always thought Ada liked me, too, and, and when I got a couple of bucks, I used to take Ada out to the Trianon, and we'd dance. She was about three or four inches taller than me, but we danced all right together. That's where Schuster ran into us, at the Trianon. I never thought Ada would fall for Schuster. Funny how you're always the last one to find out. I thought she liked me. I never even had a chance to be jealous of Schuster, but I sure did like Ada. I was thinking about the time Schuster drove us out to the forest preserve, Ada and me. The three of us had a picnic, weenies, and she made potato salad, and we had a swell time. And then I remember. I didn't notice it then. She kept sitting next to Schuster all the time. Well, I thought as I was laying there on Schuster's bed, I'm too late. If Ada likes Schuster, well, all I can do is try to help him out. Schuster, well, I could do without him, but Ada, I want her to be happy. And thinking about it, all of a sudden I'm in Ada's apartment, and Schuster's there with her, and Ada's crying a little bit. <laughs> well, it sure is too bad, Ada. He was a nice little fella. I'll say I am. What did you say? I didn't say nothing. I, I thought you did. Ah, poor little fella. To go so sudden and... Yeah, too bad. Gee whiz, Schuster, you done it. I was so fond of him. I know you was, Ada. Now, now I'm all alone in the world. Ah, no. You ain't, Ada. I'm here. Sure, Ada. He's here. Oh, Schuster. I'm so lonesome. Oh, Ada. <laughs> Put your head on my shoulder, Ada, honey, and leave us weep together. Oh, Schuster. <laughs> and so she put her head on the Schuster's shoulder, but gee whiz, he didn't weep. He kissed her. So I come away. I mean, after all, how much can you take, huh? Well, so it looks like it's on the up and up. And besides, what can I do? I am dead. So I sit down on the bench in Lincoln Park, and I think. Funny them concrete benches used to feel cold when I sat down on them. But now they don't feel cold anymore. I guess because I'm a ghost. Well, I figure I have to talk to Schuster again. What? Well, I mean, I figure I have to help him out. Help Ada out, I mean. I don't want Ada to go around being unhappy, so if her and Schuster was going to get married, well, the least I can do is give him a hand. I mean, I know Schuster hasn't got a quarter, and there's ways a guy in my position can help, see? No, I don't know how I know it, but it's true a ghost can do pretty nearly anything if he works it right. So I wait till night, and I start to walk out to Logan Square, and then I remember I don't have to walk, 
and zing, I am in Schuster's room. Schuster's sitting there thinking, and I say, Schuster, hey, Schuster. He don't give me a tumble, but I can see his eyes moving, looking around the room. Hey, Schuster, I say again, I want to talk to you. And you know what he done? He jumped out the window. Well, I am so surprised I can't even follow him out the window. You know what, that Schuster, he was the hottest guy to haunt I ever seen. And look, I didn't want to do nothing. All I wanted to do was help Ada. So what if he does shoot me? That's over. I gotta help Ada. Heck, I loved Ada, see? Couple of nights later, I see him get in his car. I run, I got in alongside him, and I figure this is fine. We're all alone in the car. And then I begin to worry. If I say something while we're driving, he'll probably wreck the car. So I wait until we stopped at the light by Diversey in Lincoln Park. We're standing still, what can happen? So I put my hand on top of his on the gear shift and I say, Hey, Schuster. Bam, crash, jingle, bounce, and he takes his foot off the clutch and we're through a high iron fence and the car is upside down and Schuster's got a sprained ankle. Gee whiz, I said, I'm a heck of a ghost. But he's laying there and I think, this is a good time to talk to him before the ambulance comes. He can't move, but he crosses me up. He faints. And while he's laid up with his ankle all bandaged up, Ada comes and sees him. And the way she puts her arms around him and kisses him, I says, this is no place for me. So I come away again. I, I couldn't take it. But that only made it worse. I should talk to him and see what I can do for Ada and him. So after a while he's well and I see him and Ada every once in a while and he treated her like, gee whiz, the way I wished I could have treated her. And she edited up. Well, one night, Schuster goes into a movie. I saw the movie before. You got a lot of time on your hands when you're a ghost, usually. You can get in the movies free. I followed him inside, and while I was running the sign on the screen that said, Next Week, Hollow Triumph, I lean over close to him and say, Schuster. Gee whiz, he went up like a balloon. People was hollering, and he was hollering, and the ushers come, and the cops, and they drug him away. You know what the upshot of that was? He kept hollering to the cops that he was haunted, and they thought he was touched in the head, so they put him in a wagon, took him out to psychopathic for observation. Me, I sure made a mess out of things, didn't I? And all I am trying to do was be a good guy. A good ghost, I mean. So come evening out to psychopathic, I go. Boy, what a place and I hunt high and low for Schuster till it's about two o'clock. Then I hear a kind of gargle I think is familiar, and I go through a little door, and, oh, boy, there he is, in a straitjacket. Well, for pity's sake, Schuster, I said. <coughs> Look, Schuster, stop it. I ain't gonna hurt you. Go away. Schuster, listen to me. Go away. Schuster, don't. You'll bust something. Oh. Now listen, Schuster. Huh? Listen to me. I ain't mad. Ain't you? No, Schuster, I ain't mad at all. You don't I want to kill me? What? To kill me. Kill ya? Yeah, kill me. Nah, Schuster, all I want to do is help you. Help! 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 Don't, Schuster. Somebody will hear you. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm only allowed to kill one person, see, Schuster? Me! 
Nah, you ain't allowed to kill the fella that killed you, see? I can only knock off one fella, and he has to be a bad fella. Oh. Yeah, I know you're kind of bad, but you can't be all bad, Schuster, or else Ada wouldn't love you. Does Ada love you? Yeah. And do you love her? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't kill me. What? Please? Listen, I said I wasn't going to kill you. I just want to help you. Yeah? A ghost can do lots of things, Schuster. Yeah. You need money, Schuster? Uh-huh. You broke? Uh-huh. Well, you can't marry Ada without money. Yeah. I'll get you the money. Yeah? I'm not kidding. Only will you promise to marry Ada as soon as you get the money? Uh-huh. 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 Well, I says, okay then. And I reached over and patted him on the forehead, and he heaved himself up and the gag came out of his mouth. Let me out of here! Help! Help! So I have to start all over again. I stuff the thing back in his puss, and all he can say is urgle, urgle, and I lay it all out to him again. He was bound and determined I was going to knock him off. He must have had a guilty conscience or something. But it was daylight when I finally sold him the bill of goods. Look, I kept saying, it's Ada I'm thinking of, I said. I want Ada to be happy. I have to help you if I'm going to help Ada. Can't you see? And it was, like I said, broad daylight when I took the gag away from him again. And I was all ready to put it back, but... Okay, Gus, okay. I believe you. You got to believe me. But you gotta remember, if you hurt me, you'll be hurting Ada, Gus. I know it, Schuster. Why else would I go to all this trouble? Heck, Schuster, I loved Ada. And he just looked at me funny, and I said, Okay, I'll meet you at Rollo's next Wednesday night. And I come away. Rollo's. I don't suppose you ever been there, huh? Gambling joint. I used to go there once in a while, when I was alive, pick up a couple of dollars shooting craps or something. Schuster goes there a lot, too. I'm standing by the wheel when Schuster comes in. I'm just standing there. Of course, Schuster can't see me when he comes up. He stood there looking a minute. Rollo give him a hello. Hello, Schuster. Hi, Rollo. Get your bets down, gents. Schuster, are you going to play? Seventeen. What'd you say? I said, are you going to play? Get your money down. I said 17. Five on 17. All bets down. That's all, gents. I let it spin a minute. Then I put my finger on the 17 and I stopped it. 17. Here you are, Schuster. Get your bets down, gents. Four. Four. A hundred dollars. Ah, pledging, huh? Spin the wheel. All bets down. Round and round she goes, where she stops, nobody knows. The heck nobody knows. I know. She stops on four. Four. Well, nice going, Schuster. Yeah, it is nice, ain't it? Eleven, Schuster. Eleven, five hundred dollars. Take it easy, Schuster. Spin the wheel. That was an awfully short spin, Rollo. What are you beefing about? It stopped on 11, didn't it? Hey, Schuster. What? Ain't you got enough? Enough? Enough to marry Ada. You won three times. Ah, come on, Gus. Let's not quit yet. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. A thousand bucks.
At four o'clock in the morning, Rollo announced the bank was busted. Schuster took every dime in the joint. Well, Schuster with me to help. And he went out of that place with money sticking out of every pocket. And his hat. Hey, Schuster, I said. Well, Gus, you're terrific. I'm set for life. No, you ain't set for life, Schuster, I said. At least not yet you ain't. You forgot about Ada. Ada? Oh, oh, yeah, Ada. This dough was to get married on, Schuster, remember? Oh, yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Pretty near forgot about Ada. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> And so, two days afterwards, Schuster and Ada drive over to Crown Point to a little justice of the peace and they get married. Gee whiz, it was a happy day. Ada sure looked pretty with her pompadour and her new dress from Carson Peary's and her eyes shining. She was nervous and cute. Even Schuster looked pretty good in a double-breasted green suit. I got sentimental and kind of bald standing there watching him. Only, of course, nobody knowed I was there and I thought, gee... That might have been me, maybe. I do. Only it's too late. The least I can do is see that she has everything she wants. I do. I can do that, on account of I'm a ghost. I can do practically anything. There's Ada looking all pink and about to bust. She's so happy. And Schuster holding his arms around her and the old J.P. grinning too, looking at the $100 bill. I couldn't help it. I step up real close and... What's the matter, honey? I felt something cold on my cheek all of a sudden. Well, it was only me kissing the bride. I love you, Ada. Oh, sure, they was happy as bumblebees. Heck no, I would never intrude in their privacy. I never went to their house. I used to meet Schuster once in a while, and I'd say, Schuster, how's it going? Oh, fine, Gus. Fine. Swell, Gus. <laughs> Ada's very happy. And I always felt glad and happy about it. Then one day I meet Schuster and I ask him the same question, and he kind of stutters and stammers a minute, and then says, uh, Well, uh, look, uh, Gus, Ada wants a mink coat. Then why don't you get her one? I'm not holding, Gus. I made a couple of bad investments. So Schuster and me, we busted the bank at Rollo's again. And Rollo, he wasn't very happy about it, but what could the man do? It was his business, wasn't it? And Ada was happy, I figured. She was to hit me again when the Arlington race season started. Say, Gus, can you do anything about horses? Like what? You know. What's the matter, you broke again? No, but I'd kind of like to get a new car for Ada. A goat by the name of Lollipopsy came in at 134 to 1, and I nearly wore myself out flagging down the other horses. Schuster had $200 on Lollipopsy's nose. Gee whiz, I said. Ada should get two cars, both of them chromium-plated. So one day Schuster says hi to me. I was always around because there was no place for me to go. I kept trying the subway and the elevated, but no soap. I was stuck. So I stayed within calling distance. Ada was awful nice. Gee whiz, Schuster says to me, say, Gus. Say, Gus. What? You know the sweepstakes? Yeah. Well. What? 
I got a ticket. Gee whiz, Schuster. Well, Ada wants a house in Lake Forest. That costs bucks. Oh, well. Well, Ireland is a nice place, but sorting through all of them ticket stubs to find BB 46, 37, 28, 29 was quite a job of work. What? $110,000. You can buy quite a joint in Lake Forest for that kind of moolah. I thought, oh boy, Ada's doing all right. And I'm glad, even if Schuster is getting to be kind of a pain in the neck. Ever think about the stock market, Gus? No. Oh, that's where a guy could really clean up. Or lose his shirt. <laughs> Not with my little mascot. My little palsy wowsy Who's that? You! Me! Sure. Well, I... I don't know. Gus, you can do anything. Well, I... Ada wants to go to Mexico for the summer. Well... Oh, boy, a million dollars. Gus! Let's get another million. Another million? What for, for pity's sake? Why for Ada, Gus? Her birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. This space is purposely left blank so that you may sing out the name of your friend whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday to you. Well, you know what? I forgot that. I used to buy her a box of the Mets candy, or when I had the money, Fannie Mae's. Now I forgot her birthday. Gee whiz. Well, first I went over to LaSalle Street, and I went up to the stock exchange, and I sent consolidated something up 81 points. Then I said to myself, I just gotta see Ada on her birthday, see how happy she is with her mink coat and a new automobile. I'll bet it's a Rolls Royce. And a house in Lake Forest. No, she's in Mexico, I thought. But I'll say happy birthday to her in Mexican, even if she won't hear it. And so... She wasn't in Mexico. I looked all over Lake Forest and there wasn't any Schuster living there. And then I just thought, Ada, I want to see Ada. And I was right alongside her. Ada didn't have any mink coat. She didn't have any automobile. She was living in a flat on Taylor Street, and there wasn't any heat in the house, and there wasn't anything to eat either. She was laying on a cot, and I hardly even recognized her. The pompadour was all stringy and a kind of dirty gray, and her eyes, she had a black eye. She was sick. She was hungry. She was lonesome. She was pretty close to dying. How do you like that, my Ada? And Schuster, the wheel, horses, sweepstakes, the stock market, a million dollars. I kissed Ada. <sighs> and Ada knowed I was there. Ada spoke my name. Gus. Ada laid back on the cot and cried some more. I couldn't take that. Gee whiz. 
I come away. Schuster was in Rollo's. Did I tell you Rollo had some very tough customers around? Yeah, he did. I went up to Schuster and I said, Schuster, Schuster, I said, Rollo wants to see you in his office. I'm busy, Gus. Better go on in, Schuster. There's something for you in there. Is there? Dough? Go see. So Schuster went on in, and I after him. Hey, Rollo, what do you want? Hey, Rollo. Rollo? <gasps> Rollo! He's dead, Schuster. Get me out of here! No. Listen, Gus. Look at that knife in his back, Schuster. That's... that's my knife. Got your name on it. I didn't do it. I know you didn't, but they'll think you did. Who? Who'll think I did it? Ed Ott, the big guy. Sam Harwell, the guy with the brass knucks. Ralph, the guy that bites. But I didn't do what I said. I know. I done it, Schuster. You? Sure. Remember I told you I was allowed to knock off one guy? One bad guy? But no! Rollo was an awful bad guy, Schuster. So were you, for that matter. Those guys liked Rollo an awful lot, Schuster. What they'll do to the guy they think killed him. Let me out of here, Gus! The door's locked from the outside, Schuster. The door's locked. The tough boys are coming. Gus, please! Gus! Do you pray, Schuster? Gus, please help me! Gus! Please! Gus! Not to me, Schuster. So long, lad. Gus! Walked out just as the tough guys, the bodyguards of the dead man, started hammering on the door. I could still hear Schuster crying and moaning in there. And you know what? Out there in the big room there was a set of stairs I'd never seen before. I started up the stair steps, and there wasn't anybody to stop me. And I climbed up, and up, and up, and the stairway went right on up ahead of me. And there was someone at the top of the stairs, with a black pompadour and shining eyes. Why... I'm not such a bad ghost after all, am I? The title of tonight's Quiet Please story was Good Ghost, written and directed by Willis Cooper. The man who spoke to you was Ernest Chappell. Murray Forbes was Schuster, Ruth Last was Ada, and Rollo was played by Arthur Cole. As usual, music for Quiet Please is by Albert Berman. And so, until next week at the same time, I'm quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. You have been listening to a remake of Good Ghost from the old-time radio series Quiet, Please, originally written and directed by Willis Cooper and broadcast on ABC Radio on October 24, 1948. Our Narada Radio Company cast, in order of appearance, Pete Lutz as Ernest Chappell and Gus. Marilee Robinson as The Voice. Carl Yowell as Schuster. Debbie Leal as Ada. Skeeter Elman as Rollo. Music performed by Ross Bernhardt. Your announcer was Dana Gonsalves. The entire production was supervised by Pete Lutz. We hope you enjoyed this entry in the Sonic Society's Summerstock Playhouse for 2016 and urge you to seek out the other offerings in the series. 
Thanks for listening, and good night. Thank you to Pete Lutz and the Narada Players for tonight's show. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse 2016 is a collection of classic radio scripts with modern productions. All rights to the scripts and productions of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse remain strictly within the copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Join us again here in the Enchanted Grove in Halifax, Nova Scotia for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse 2016 next week. Until then, I'm David Alt. Good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.